Welcome to 6-Minute Stories, where you hear the writing of new voices and experienced writers whose submissions appear in the anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Now in Season 6, you will hear stories from our seventh collection, Twists and Turns. Find links to 6-Minute Stories and to the Personal Story Publishing Project at randalljones.com. Everybody loves a good story. We hope you enjoy this one. Losing Sight by Marcy Spencer You can't see what, I said. I can't see the instruments, my husband said, setting up his final approach to land our Cessna 172 Skyhawk at Shiflet Field, a small grass airstrip outside Marion, North Carolina. As a diversionary escape from our medical careers, he an orthopedic surgeon and I a nurse practitioner, we often took a pleasure flight on Sunday afternoons. We both had earned our private pilot licenses, but his Type A personality always seemed to take the lead position and fly as the pilot in command. A man thing, I believe. I knew his advanced IFR training had prepared him to pilot an aircraft solely by reading the instruments, a critical asset in poor weather. My basic VFR training only allowed me to pilot a plane on clear days using visual references, such as topographical cues and landmarks. But on that cloudless September day, with fall colors exploding across the western North Carolina hillsides, the visibility appeared endless. Clear skies, light and variable winds. I could have piloted the plane that day, but my easygoing personality quietly acquiesced and slipped into the cockpit as the navigator. After a peaceful cruise, John headed back to Shiflet Field. After paralleling the airstrip on the downwind position, he began to bank into the base leg when his vision failed. The instrument panel became blurry. With the plane configured for landing and our turn onto final approach imminent, we remained mentally focused to handle the sudden change in our situation. With his steady hands on the control wheel, I announced the airspeed, altitude, and other instrument readings as we brought the plane into a soft landing and rollout. We were down, safely. John's loss of vision signaled a worrisome, altered course in our self-programmed compass heading of hopes and dreams. Within the month, John had a massive stroke, leaving him with partial paralysis, blindness, confusion, and garbled speech. Had we not seen the signs coming, or did we just ignore them? For decades, we had diagnosed disorders and managed patient care for others. Now, at 54 years old, we were the patient and caregiver. How do we find ourselves again? Who are we? What is our life's purpose? Down deep, his type A lifestyle channeled his competitive, self-motivated instincts into the physical therapy and speech therapy sessions, regaining some functions. But the permanent loss of visual acuity and mental alertness prevented him from driving a car or managing domestic functions. While providing him the supportive care that he needed to attain the best quality of life, I needed to abandon my passive nature and become our 
pilot in command on our new course in life. I became his outspoken patient care advocate, addressing his health care needs involving multiple medical specialists. At the same time, I searched for my own space, an outlet that embraced my deepest core and personal identity. I found that space, that peace, among the red spruce and Fraser fir trees on top of the highest mountain in Great Smoky Mountains National Park. One day a week, I immersed myself in the outdoor world, volunteering as a National Park volunteer. There, I introduced visitors from around the world to the natural history of pine siskins, red crossbills, black bears, balsam woolly adelgids, Carolina north flying squirrels, and red-cheeked salamanders. Tourists from 5 to 85 posed myriad questions. I made notes and stuck them in my uniform pockets if I did not have the answer, so I could research the material back home. My notebooks filled with the cultural history and natural history of Klingman's Dome became my first published book. I had found my voice, a place to be me. I began writing one book after another on the history of our national forests. John and I have reversed our prior roles and life responsibilities. We don't fly airplanes anymore. On the fields here at the farm, where we had planned to build a hangar and an airstrip after we retired, we raise livestock and bale hay. Medical complications keep life interesting, of course. So does John's stubborn, independent machismo surfacing from time to time. Once, after John's paralyzed foot slipped off the tractor's brake pedal, sending him into the farm pond, he rigged the tractor's mechanics to operate only on the left side. Another time, John grabbed a rat snake with his one capable hand to toss it out of the barn. In an instant, the serpent rascal wrapped itself around John's arm, trying to subdue its predator. It turned its gaping mouth toward John's thumb and bit it. The tough, one-handed farmer bit it back to make it loosen its grip on him. We lost sight of our future on the plane that day, but we have tapped into our inner resources to navigate our new life's journey together. Still, I suggest not biting a snake. The taste is awful, I'm told. In my books about our national forests, I promote a more civil approach to our wild friends. Copyright 2022, Marcy Spencer. A native of Asheville, North Carolina, now living in Old Fort, Marcy Spencer grew up on land that her great-grandfather refused to sell to George Vanderbilt for the Biltmore Estate. She worked as a nurse practitioner in the fields of cardiology, family medicine, and overseas medical missionary service. After hiking hundreds of miles, volunteering for the Park Service, and earning certification as a naturalist environmental educator, Marcy wrote Klingman's Dome, Highest Mountain in the Great Smokies, Pisgah National Forest to History, Nantahala National Forest to History, and Pisgah Inn, all published by Arcadia Publishing, History Press.
Read more about this writer and background on this story in a special feature of 6-Minute Stories called Author's Talk. Thank you for listening to another 6-Minute Story. You can read them all in the seven anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Find the link to our online store at randalljones.com. That's R-A-N-D-E-L-L-Jones.com. There you can learn about submitting your own story for consideration for our next Personal Story Publishing Project. And remember, everybody loves a good story.